0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into a brand new episode of the Face Turn Army podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Noah Trombley, joined tonight by Jeff Knapp, Mike the Pun Master, Rifkin, and Allison Wiener. How are we doing tonight, folks? Excellent. Driving. And Mike's just giving me a thumbs up.
1: So I'm, I'm just giving you a
2: thumbs just, up. Just give me
0: a thumbs up. So I'm, like on a, I'm
2: on a good level right now. I'm gonna give you the thumbs up. Well,
0: I mean, we're we're most of us are on a good level right now as far as wrestling is concerned. Uh, one who's not though is uh Mr. Vince McMahon. Uh he earlier this year it was reported that after the merger with TKO, Vince McMahon was pretty much relegated to a figurehead role by uh uh what's his name? Ari Emanuel. He reportedly um, Ari said, you know, Vince is he 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 negatively impacts our stock. He negatively impacts our value, so they just relegated him to a business thing. They knighted, quote knighted Triple H as the head of creative going forward. So the thing that Vince, honestly, it's funny because the thing Vince wanted to avoid happened to him. He got relegated. He, <laughs> you know, he was relegated to a figurehead role. Well, now it seems like maybe Vince McMahon is accepting defeat and getting out of his business entirely because it was reported a couple of days ago by CNBC that. Quote, this is from an article from CNBC by Ethan Miller. Vince McMahon plans, or maybe was it Ethan Miller? Let me just check here. Um, I'm sorry, by Mike Calia. Excuse me, Mike Calia. Quote, Vince McMahon pl- plans to sell a substantial chunk of his stake in TKO, the now parent company of WWE. TKO stock fell more than 6% on Friday, closing around $79 a share. McMahon intends to sell 8.4 million of his 28 shares worth about 700 million dollars. The company said it and several executives are looking to buy the shares from McMahon. The longtime wrestling honcho has a net worth of 2.8 billion. The move could be an indication that McMahon, 78 years old, plans to get out of his family business which has been the dominant player in professional wrestling for about four decades. Earlier this year, of course, WWE merged with UFC to form TKO, owned then by Endeavor. McMahon is executive chairman of TKO. In August, WWE said he was served with a federal grand subpoena related to allegations that he paid millions of dollars in hush money to women who accused him of sexual misconduct. Just explains that a little bit, then talks about how uh, just some other things. So... Jeff, some pretty big news. As like mm-hmm. we said, like I said, Vince plans to sell a good portion of his stock, and like I said, this could be an indication that maybe Vince is accepting defeat and getting on out of here.
3: I hope so. That time for him to just be gone away has been years and years, and I'll say even decades in the making. He had his he had the great run in the nineties. And early 2000s. But if the with them trying to just uh, get even more money from the WWE, there's no way they could have somebody like Vince McMahon there in any way, shape, or form because of the allegations that that are on him. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been let go of from businesses for a lot less than he's been uh, accused of. So it, it's, yeah. I'm, if I never saw him again, he's like the love hate in wrestling. I think he is the ultimate love hate guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's things you love about him. There's things you absolutely despise about him. And sometimes what you love about him is also what you hate about him. -hmm. You know, for me, growing up watching, you know, the early WWF days in in the early 80s, but knowing, yeah, he pillaged every wrestling company to get it. So he played hardball and, Maybe it's decades in the making of uh, his comeuppance.
0: And, you know, Mike, you know, it's interesting about what they're talking about, where he's selling the stocks and, you know, now the merger, now this. It's like everyone, we, we thought last year we were done with Vince Mann as he retired, mm-hmm. all this stuff, and then he came crawling, and then he came weaseling his way back in. But I think what's huge about this time is that if he sells most of his stock, there's no avenue for him to come back.
2: Yeah, this isn't like last time where he could go. I am the board of directors, and I can overpower them. That's what the merger was based on. You know, he's not totally in power. Uh, I I think that's the thing that got to got to him here, and that's why he is selling the stuff. He's not in power. He doesn't have creative control. And in a sense, you said the perfect word before. He's a figurehead. He's become the one thing I don't think he ever wanted to be. But I also think, from Endeavor's point of view, there also could be a side deal we don't know, that they're paying him off to go away. I, yeah. I mean, on the UFC streaming service, the UFC Fight Pass, there was a boxing match last night. And sitting in the front row was Dana Light, triple h and nick khan oh that shows you the power structure of where this group is going because i won't would not be shocked if at some point dana white turns into a part of the wwe and there's some form of wwe ufc kind of deal
0: and I'm sure there's going to be like UFC fighters might appear in WWE. Yeah, WWE. yeah.
2: Conor McGregor is going to be in the WWE at some point when Probably. he has to fight Hornswoggle. But that's yeah. a whole other. Comment. But
0: I mean, th- but that is a huge thing because you know when when we see the fi- the the heads of WWE, it's not Vince anymore. Like you said, it's Nick Khan as like the business end of everything, and then it's Triple H as far as the creative and the um the COO part of everything, and then Ali. To you, I think what's really also interesting about this whole thing is that now Vince is leaving the wrestling, it, you know, if we are to believe that Vince is leaving the wrestling business, it's so amazing how he kind of killed the last wrestling, not the last wrestling boom, but he killed the last kind of territory days where you had all these different promotions. And now yeah. all of a sudden he's leaving and we're kind of almost going back to that because you've got WWE, you've got AEW, you've got Impact going back to TNA. You still got Ring of Honor kicking. It's like, it's a crazy time you for him also to be like
1: AAA as well, Lucha Libre. And by the way, going just brief breaking news, Santos Escobar has officially turned heel. Yep, figured that out. But now thing. back to the Vince McMahon thing. I mean, I feel like, honestly, yeah, I think he's 78. And I don't know if he's still with it up here anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a very like, good I, point. I
3: but him just trying had, to get around. You saw him at the Saudi...
0: Yeah, he had the cane. He had, you know, he's walking with Taker, and yeah, that was.
1: He probably still has the mustache. Yeah, <laughs>
2: oh, that mustache.
0: That mustache, awesome. man, that was something else. That's um, what
2: keeps him away from schools.
0: And yeah, and I mean, it, it failed. I, I totally believe that the allegations are are something to do with this. Where he's oh, just like, yeah. screw it, I- I'm done with taking this, you know what, I'll just accept my defeat, and I'll just leave, and then that way the losses can go away. And, or... Unless
1: he's hiding somewhere, I don't know.
0: Yeah, unless or he's hiding back somewhere.
1: Because like... they know what we said in January, when Vince McMahon did leave, and then he came back, and like, what, after WrestleMania?
0: I mean, he was back in the board We've of directors. we was probably like... before that. He was, like, he was like as the... back as the board of directors, like, before the Royal Rumble at this point. Like he was that, he was that in pretty much that early on in the year because he he did not waste time doing this whole thing. And it's I cra- feel
1: like it's gonna happen again in a way. He's gone now. Give it two months from now.
0: But yeah, but he, what he we're saying overpower. is that yeah, what how is he gonna get back in? He there is no way he has pull in this, especially if he loses all the stock or sells all the stock. There's like I said, Ali, like we're talking about Mike. There's no way that he can come back. There's and no but, avenue. And the
2: other part is this. If people within the company are buying the stocks, which was, I think, something you said in the article. Yeah. Uh
0: the company said it and several executives are looking to buy shares from McMahon.
2: That, that just says to me, his influence on the company is going to get less and less. And listen, he may still keep a couple of shares. That way, there's still money coming in for him. But... He's not going to be majority shareholder. He's not going to be involved in creative decisions. This feels like the final
0: nail in his coffin, so
2: to speak. And Basically, he's,
1: he's,
0: if, he's Ari, if Ari, if Ari Emanuel says no, you're not coming back. Then that's it. That's the end of the story. He's not sure. coming back. He he can't he can't do that unless you know that is happening. So. This definitely feels like a like we're finally out of the Vince McMahon era of WWE. I mean, I think that happened with the merger. When we heard when I heard that story about how when I heard Ari saying like Vince McMahon is a negative influence on the company, it's like, oh, this is like, oh damn, this is uh this is serious. He and he, by the
2: what by the way, we haven't heard anyone step in for Vince's defense. No. No, nobody. Not at
1: nobody at all. Nobody.
2: not even Shane that. We, we we haven't heard from Shane. We haven't heard from Stephanie. We haven't heard from Linda. Stephanie
0: ain't defending him. I feel like that relationship is very strained at the moment. Oh but, yeah. Well, but, but here's the thing: if he's out, is she coming back in. I mean, who knows? That that might be a her decision. But with the Endeavor Group, they they probably have someone in place where Stephanie was. That that's kind of the thing. But if I'm she sure, even
3: has I'm any sure, type of stock.
0: Yeah, I'm sure if Stephanie wanted to come back, I'm sure she could. Um, but battle of the
2: brands, so- Stephanie versus Dana White. Let's go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but we'll keep an eye on the Vince McMahon stuff cuz I mean, like I said, I think this is officially the end and there ain't no coming back for him. So, we are in a we are I think officially in a new era of WWE with of course Triple H as the at the helm uh leading the charge as COO and with that you know era now we now have another show moving networks now of course we know that Fox is mo- or not Fox Fox did not renew um the whole deal with Friday Night Smackdown they will not be renewing Friday Night Smackdown in October of 2024 which is very weird because they said they wasn't making money for them, but it's like you were averaging two, two and a half million viewers a week. How is it not making money for you? But anyway, uh, but we now have a new home for NXT. Of course, this was airing on the USA Network, but now it will be heading to the CW, a home that WWE has had before. Of course, SmackDown was on the CW for a few years back in the, I think it was the late 2000s, early 2010s before it moved oh. to –
3: Move to, so I think it was on uh, My 9. My 9, that's
0: right, yeah. yeah. But now NXT will move to the CW in October of 2024. This is an article from Variety by Joe Otterson. Quote NXT, which serves as a showcase for WWE's developmental talent, currently airs on USA Network, but will make a move to the CW in October of 2024 in a five-year deal. A source close to the deal pegged the value of the deal to WWE at about 20 to 25 million dollars per year, so a near 120, or I'm sorry, a near 100 million dollar a year 100 million dollar deal in place for the CW and, and NXT. NXT will air weekly throughout the year on CW marking the first time in show in the show's history that has, has aired on broadcast television since launching on the Sci-Fi network. Between the new leadership and ownership the econ, economics of the deal and with their broadcast network now being over 100 million homes it became a no-brainer to move NXT one of the signature shows in the CW. Wow. So <laughs> uh Allison we uh so we, it's crazy because we originally heard that uh, NWA was going to be going to CW, but then they made a good uh, little old blunder on one of their pay per Oh, yeah. So CW canceled that deal, and <laughs> here comes NXT
1: swooping right in. I honestly have to say this is probably the best benefit for NXT because now you're officially making it once again, WWE's third brand. But I also want to talk about SmackDown because I've heard rumors through Endeavor. That they might change SmackDown's day once again because they want to air pay per views for WWE on Friday night and UFC on Saturday night. So, my question is, where do you put SmackDown? Do you put it on Thursday? Do you put it on Tuesday? You put it on Wednesday. That's interesting, Allison. I did not hear that they were going to
0: do, I heard they were do something with the UFC stuff. I did not know they were going to do. I heard it's a gonna...
1: rumor in a way. I was like, I heard
0: the rumor was it was going to be Saturday and Sunday. UFC on Saturday, WWE on Sunday, but it could be... Oh, so we're going back to pay-per-views on Sunday. Okay. But pay-per-views on a Friday would be interesting as well. I,
1: honestly, my prediction is some on a Friday, but at least leave Russellmania WrestleMania for Saturday, Sunday, but
0: I mean, here's the thing. I don't hate the move if they were on Friday because you would have no competition from the NFL, which, of course, is their biggest competitor throughout the fall and the early part of the winter. That's interesting. Well... So, Mike, just talk about the uh, NXT deal, to CW. Sure. I mean, this is big because NXT used to be only on the WWE network. Then it got moved to USA when AEW started up. And mm-hmm. now it's like now they have kind of their own home. They're not sharing it with anybody. It's their own network. It,
2: it kind of makes it feel special as it's its own – not even it's its own shop. Like, if you did not realize it was the – Owned by the WWE, you would just say, "Oh, this NXT stuff is pretty good. It's as good as any other company going." So, giving them their own network, a platform, maybe they expand. You know, they keep it at two hours a week. Maybe also we get a little greedy, and the CW says, "You know what? Maybe we'll air some of the uh, takeovers." Maybe we'll we'll be 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 able to do that and you won't need the network. I I think there's a lot, there's major upside here to this deal for both NXT and uh, the CW.
1: I I do have a contraindication though because with the CW, depending on the channels, because I know some CW stations do air baseball games. So like, for example, I know in the springtime up here in New York, they'll definitely air like the Mets game. So like, would there be a contraindication there and they'll have to move NXT somewhere else or could they do it later?
2: I, I think you've crossed that bridge when you get there.
0: The, oh. And I think the thing is, is that the national brands give be the CW, but I'm sure with the local, I'm sure that's why it's not happening until October, 2024. I'm sure obviously because the original deal lasted until then, but I'm sure because of um, that sort of thing else. And they, they have to work out all the local deals and, Maybe they move a channel. I know sometimes there's like a CW2 network. Maybe that's where NXT goes on those local channels where a baseball game would be on. But that's a lot of things they have to figure out. Um, But Jeff, to to you now, um, a quick question for you. Do you see, as NXT moves to the CW, and now they're on a major broadcasting uh, network, obviously USA was big, but it it just felt like the little brother of of Raw and SmackDown. Could we see a change back into what NXT was during its heyday, where it's just all these indie stars, all these established, and it basically becomes the third brand? Or do you think WWE keeps it as the developmental brand?
3: Uh, I, I, I would love to see. I'd like to see some indie stars, people who have been there, to help, more or less, almost help out some of the younger men and women that are coming through but they have such a great system right now uh with the performance center i don't really see too much there might be some people here and there i know like um there's the one person they were speaking about that i heard i don't know how to pronounce her name i it looks like it's Gagulia or something like that from
0: oh i think she uh, started
3: yeah, yeah. um huge man yeah somewhere in there but yeah, so I, I heard something like her. So I think it's going to be a, have to be a top flight indie wrestler uh, to bring them in. Um, so I think that's the route they're going to go. I would love to see it change back to a little bit of a darker NXT the way it was before. The dreaded 2.0 era mm. of NXT was. Um, I've gotten used to the crowd on how it so i've gotten used to how the crowd visually looks and some of that stuff i you know i'm hoping they kind of bring it a little more darker in a way um the one thing i think they could do is going to between the cw and my9 those two channels are more like uh even though they're national brands they they kind of cater to a certain particular audience more of a a, a bigger city audience where I think where they would be well-fitted to bring in more luchadors. Mm-hmm. I'm a big luchador fan. I right. love Lucha Libre. Uh, so, like, like I was actually a little sad when, um, when uh, Lucha Underground went off the air. I would love to see them bring in some of those stars from AAA and CMLL who could... Re- easily get over mm-hmm. in nxt especially being on mine or on uh, on the cw um or or really on fox i guess but uh, definitely on on the cw uh so i i'm hope i think overall you're going to see them kind of stay the course because they got some great performers some that are out you know i'm really hoping and waiting i it'll be a great uh, you, hopefully, by that time, you'll have got uh, ladies like Saul Ruka and Nikita Lyons back. And hopefully, they'll have some big names in NXT to really push that we're our own brand. And that's really what I'm hoping for a completely different look. I think they might be going with a completely different look by the time they get to the CW, also.
0: I would think Just so To as make well.
3: it really look like um, its own brand. This is. This is something I was hoping that they would do eventually, anyway. Where you have each show on its own channel. Yeah. Because
0: uh, I because we don't know where obviously we know where Fox is going. We know now where NXT is going. But we still don't know where Raw is going. Raw is that the Raw TV deal is still kind of up in the yeah. air. There's been
3: as long as it stays on on Monday nights.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, because yeah, I've been, heard that rumor.
3: There's Uh, been talks of
0: possibly NBC picking it up, which would be, my God, that'd be big.
3: That would would make a lot of sense.
0: And it would make a lot of sense, yeah. Because NBC doesn't really have a lot of stuff on Monday night, so they could really... That is true. Huh?
1: That is true of NBC. And also, again, like, seeing what happened with SmackDown, being put on a major channel, why not do it with Raw? Or, I mean, they could always put... Monday Night Raw back on
0: Sci-Fi for a while. Yeah, too. I, I'm just so surprised that Fox let SmackDown go. I, I really am. I thought it was one of their biggest things. Like they would promote it all the time. They seemed like proud of it. And for them to just kind of let it go and say, "Oh, it wasn't making us money," or we weren't, we were disappointed by it. I'm like, really?
2: Well, there's also been bad blood between Fox and the UFC when the UFC left Fox for ESPN.
0: Oh, that's true. So, yeah. Who so, no,
2: the, this merger didn't really work out
0: for Fox. It really didn't. So,
2: but also, you think about it this way too. They really only promoted it at the end when Roman would show up.
0: That's very true. Be-
2: because Roman being a part timer really hurt them. Yeah. Because well, then your champion's not on the show.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully that changes when we get too close to hopefully to WrestleMania, but that's a while away. We did have a pay per view though that we need to quickly discuss that happened this past Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon, actually, for the US viewers. And that was Crown Jewel, uh, Crown Jewel 2023. Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of matches on this show, but really I think there's only two big things that we have to talk about. And Mike, number one is, Holy hell, WWE loves them Solo Sokoa because mm-hmm. that match while it was even pretty much the whole way through my god did Solo Sokoa win over John Cena in one of the most dominant fashions I've ever seen.
2: I think you also have to tip your cap to John Cena because not every big time legend is going to stand there and say uh no, that's not how this is going to go down. Right. So, so credit Cena for that but Listen, I we we've t- I've said it multiple times. Solo's the breakout star of the Bloodline. Mm-hmm. I know we get the Jimmy stuff, we get the Jay stuff and Roman's Roman. Solo has become the star of the Bloodline. And mm-hmm. we're just waiting for the moment to when it comes crumbling down the last person's – the last man standing is going to be Solo Sokoa. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, Jeff, you know, it really it really started with this match that I really – they really buy into him. And I, I don't know about you, but to me, it, it reminded me – not the whole match, but it reminded me a little bit of when Lesnar killed Cena basically at SummerSlam 2014. Yeah. It, I kind of got that feeling.
3: Yeah, how many – how many uh Samoan spice they deliver? Like a hundred Eleven. I lost count out of three. It was a total total of eleven. Yeah. Wow. Uh yeah, total total credit to Cena for um I, I would say allowing because there's he's at that point where he could say, yeah, no, Ixnay on the thumb A type deal. Uh yeah, I'm this makes me kind of excited for Soul Sequoia in his future. Like I'm really interested in his character. I'm interested in where he's going. What, I mean, not like a few months from now, like I'm thinking, what's he doing at WrestleMania? Ooh. Is he, could he win the Royal rumble and face Roman?
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that That's an interesting topic because I, I read a report that supposedly the, the two matches between now and mania, for Roman. And I, they didn't say which one they're going to do. But apparently one of them at the Rumble is going to be Styles. And one of them is going to be Sokoa. Oh, wow. I don't know if you want to do Sokoa unless Sokoa is winning. But then I think that kind of ruins everything you're doing with Rhodes. Because I think, Ali, I don't know about you. But like to
1: me, it, it's it's Rhodes' brains, too, at Mania, right? It just sounds like it. I mean, Cody has to finish the story in a way. And we saw about a couple weeks ago when... Roman and Cody had a stare down, you know, that WWE is building it up for WrestleMania and no offense to the Rock and Cena, but also thank you to SAG Africa for settling a deal. They're back in Hollywood. So what do you do now? You go well, back to, to Cody. Yeah.
0: I mean, that, that has to be the reason that this thing happened the way it did out, because I mean, what was it What, like a couple of days later, we got the news that the actor strike is over. So it's like
1: they, they, two days ago.
0: Two days ago. So Cena must have had some sort of inclination of like, hey, it's ending soon, like the 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 leaders are coming together, like let's do it this way, that way. It's writing me off, and solo looks unstoppable. Yep.
2: And Cena will come back probably before mania or something.
0: And could you know, yeah. Him, yeah. Um, and and uh, I just I love Sokoa so much because. I was I remember when I first started watching wrestling. I remember Umaga was big, and I loved Umaga. I loved the <laughs> way he looked. I loved the way he moved and stuff. And he was he was one of the few guys that like looked like he looked like he could just kill you looking sideways. And Sokoa reminds me, of, like of course, obviously the comparisons are there to how he looks, how he moves, how he, he uses the spike. I, I love it, and I love that we're getting almost like a second chance out of out of official like umaga type run and i hope they do it with sokoa i really 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 would be behind it and you know the more i think about it the more it honestly could work if roman wanted to go away earlier because remember mike who screwed cody out of the match last year
1: Mm.
2: it it was and legitimately it was the whole bloodline but you're right solo and it, it makes it makes sense but I feel like if Cody were to fight solo as opposed to, to Roman, it'd have a different vibe to it. It would. That That's why I kind of wonder, like, arguments say if they do solo, let's say it's the Elimination Chamber show. I wonder if they would do the Uso and Uso triple threat at Mania. Solo, Jimmy so. and Jay.
0: Mm, and that's how you give like at the same time like we need the J Jimmy singles match I feel like but well,
1: maybe you, I, feel, you, I know we're gonna you talk can find about the way it to either.
0: work that it I mean
1: I know I'm gonna see my discussion for later when we talk about one of the other topics about it okay because I know Jimmys is going to be involved
0: <sighs> mm, okay uh
1: Paul
2: Damon is the referee
0: uh we have a couple. Uh, let me talk about two more things uh, from Crown Jewel. Um, just want to say, Ali, I told you so. Uh, Logan Paul beats Rey, <laughs> this, beat Rey, Mysterio for the United States Championship. How many
1: more times do we need part timers winning a title? Let oh, me explain fine. it here.
0: Yeah, it's fine. He'll 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 hold it for a few weeks. I think it'll be done.
1: I'm glad I didn't bet on that one.
0: <laughs> uh, but no, the bigger piece of news, is wrong, people. <laughs> the biggest piece of news that we got from Crown Jewel was Jeff Kyrie Sane is officially back in the WWE yes. and she's paired up with EO Sky.
3: Yes, I love Kyrie Sane. Uh, on a side note, she is just so incredibly gorgeous. So uh,
1: and also I mean nice I Smackdown. will argue I'm not arguing uh, on that yet. Hold on During what, what's, what's The word
3: simp, I guess is a word the kids are using nowadays. <laughs> uh that I love her elbow drop. It looks like it could just be utterly devastating. The way she like contorts her body mm-hmm. and she comes down. I think I like I like the way it looks. I mean the the king's elbow drop uh macho man's is, is the greatest of all time but i love the way that she gives that that because she's such a small person she gives she has that little extra Oof. leverage to the elbow drop by contorting herself and almost like springing out like that mm-hmm. uh, I, I i like it uh i mean ever since i first saw her in uh in the in nxt for the uh Women's breakout or not the women's breakout, but the 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 May Young Classic, yeah. I I was I was like, oh, who is she? You know, you know, I knew, and they have a different level of training in Japan, so I knew we were going to get something out of her that was going to be a little bit more crisp, a little more clean, a little more hard hitting, and I I do prefer that kind of style in a way. Um, so I was so excited when she came back, and and. I'm kind of happy she'd come back with the whole uh, pirate helmet or the pirate hat and the, and the naval wheel the, or whatever they call it. Oh, yeah, the ship wheel. With the white stuff, face paint. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she looks like she's Bring into back the Kabuki uh, warriors. Like, like black metal or uh, what's the type of... I forget. There's a specific style of Japanese metal. It's kind of like uh, baby metal performs it of sorts. Uh, visual key. Oh, very, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of it. So I of like that kind of had that type of look to it. So I was oh, like, definitely oh, okay. for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I was so happy when she came back. And she's on tonight. So, and
1: Kyrie did show up and she forgave Bailey after what happened mm-hmm. at her last appearance. That's what I wanted to talk about. And now she's part of a six man women's match with Pio and Bailey versus Charlotte, Bianca, and Asuka. So little Kabuki warrior battles.
0: Here. I want, I want the Oscar to turn heel and just have, just have it be Io, Oscar, and, and Kyrie just running SmackDown. Please give me that.
2: But
1: you know what? Again, I'll mention this when we get closer. I, I know what this is going to set up to. Oh,
2: I, I, I got a, got a feeling too.
1: Okay. Uh, Do up I William
2: Regal. <laughs> I want to, <laughs>
0: yes. I want to yeah. talk about one more thing, and then we'll get into that. Um. Because, Mike, I, I, it's so funny because, to me because we heard the rumors, of course, of Kyrie Sane, but you know for a fact that the second he heard about Kyrie Sane's contract ending, Triple H was like, get me Kyrie. Yep.
2: Yeah. Well, listen, when he first yeah. took over Creative too, he was very quick to bring back people who were popular and over, whether it was in NXT or the main roster. Oh, now, but, uh, some Neil. of them didn't hit. And, yeah. you know. You know, you know we, we've crucified him a bit on the podcast for that. But he knows talent when he has it. And Kyrie Saint is immensely talented. And let's be real honest here. The women's division is very much top heavy.
0: Yeah.
2: There's not a lot of depth there. Or I mean, let me rephrase that better. There's not a lot of depth that's utilized on TV.
0: Yeah. Oh god, I just want I just want EO as the WWE Women's Champion, and then have Oscar and Kyrie as the Tag Team Champions, and let's just them ru- let them run for like six seven months. Oh, tell me that wouldn't be awesome. <laughs>
3: oh, I would love that.
0: That would be amazing. Um, um, so Allison, you mentioned it earlier. Let's get into our next topic. Let's talk about the return the second year in a row. Survivor. Hold is- on,
1: hold on. You got to do it right. Do I can't return. do a
0: William Regal War Games
2: thing. Oh-
1: Okay, fine. If there's okay. a way
2: we could get the video up of just Regal saying it,
0: if then... I could, if I could put it in, I would, but I don't know how to do that yet. But hold on, Patchy, if you're listening, and it. I
2: know that you are,
0: <laughs> we are okay. getting the return of a match stipulation heading into. Are you trying to get it up, Ally? Do it.
1: War games.
0: <laughs> War games. We are getting the return of War Games at Survivor Series for the second year in a row. Obviously, last year we had the Women's War Games match. And, of course, we had the Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes, Owens, and uh, Drew McIntyre. This year, currently, we have one War Games match official. We'll talk about a second one that you guys think. I don't think so, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, Currently, the War Games match that's made official is the Judgment Day being Dominic Mysterio, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and JD McDonough taking on the team of Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, and World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins. Now, of course, usually War Games is five on five, so there's a lot of speculation of who that could be. Uh, one of the prevailing rumors from the Wrestling Observer is, of course, Drew McIntyre possibly be adding to the the uh, Judgment Day team, as that has been teased with though with Rhea. Mm-hmm. And somebody, that's a hundred percent having in my book because why no. not? No. <laughs>
1: No, no, I'm I'm going back to the Judgment Day deal with Paul Heyman, Rhea and Paul talking. This is where Jimmy Uso gets involved in War Games. Don't you see the negotiations here? Yeah, but but then what do you
0: do with Drew? Does Drew just get cast aside? No, Drew, you
2: put you could put Drew on Team Cody, and he turns, and that sets up no. Hmm. I, I, I'm just throwing out an idea that's well, not that. Well, that's the thing because
0: there's there are a few people that I think could be on Team Cody. It's Kevin Owens is the biggest one because he was part of this story for months. Mm-hmm. A returning Randy Orton, I think that's still because you know, you got the history between him and Cody, and that could get interesting. You know, for-
1: that like how do I explain this? You know how it was in War Games 2019. Where they didn't reveal the last member until the end, which was Kevin Owens. Couldn't they do that again?
0: Allie, the only problem I see with that is you're going to piss a lot of people off because, of course, when you do that, everyone's going to think it's CM Punk. (laughs) Maybe that's (laughs) who it's going to be.
1: You're in Chicago. Go okay, of
0: course, and of course that's why off. that's why they can't let it hang because they're just gonna piss everybody off because if they if they let it hang until the night of the show, everyone's gonna be like, I have to see C- so many more CM Punk little fanboys out there going, it's CM Punk, it's CM Punk, it's CM Punk, it's CM Punk, and then he's not gonna be there, and then they're all gonna get all pissy and pee their pants <laughs> and pull a tantrum and keep. Ugh. I'm sorry, I, I, Chicago. And- okay. Of course. And so if they let it hang, they're all going to think it's CM Punk, and then they're all going to boo whenever the person comes out, and they're all going to be stupid, because Chicago's a sh- place um, who supports... Shout ter- out Chicago. No, shout yeah. out Chicago. You support <laughs> terrible people. Um, also, the, also
1: well, their, their football team is terrible, no offense. Football
0: team's terrible. Baseball teams are both terrible as well.
1: Uh, <laughs> basketball, I don't know. Do they oh, basketball, basketball team's team? terrible,
0: too. They're all just terrible.
1: Um uh, <laughs> Uh,
2: but and your pizza's garbage.
0: So, I guess, real quick, guys. Ali, I'll start with you. Who Who are the last two members of each team?
1: Okay, definitely the men's have to be Jenny. There's no doubt about it. For the Judgment Day, Team Cody is going to be tough because it could be anybody. But I think it's either going to be Kevin Owens or it could be LA Knight because what are you going to do since Roman's not there?
0: That, that's a good point as well. Mike, what do you think?
2: I, I mean, Ali got me thinking about this whole thing. And then it could be Jimmy. It could be Solo. Um, I, and I also hate when I have to actually think. Uh, but I, I think the easy answer is, is Drew. Mm-hmm. For Judgment Day. For Team Cody, it's... I, I'm gonna go Orton, okay. and that's kind of your shock of the night. But uh, you know, there there are other options out there. Jeff, what do you or think? Dean Ambrose? Maybe Dean Ambrose. John something. ain't coming John back. John actually okay. comes back.
0: Uh,
1: uh, I... John comes back. <laughs> G-
2: Jeff,
1: I be singing wild things number one. <laughs>
3: nope. uh, I don't know. I, I... Right now, I I, I guess I will lean towards Drew being on uh, on the Judgment Days uh, side, and I could see a good choice for Randy Orton being there if he's medically cleared and he's able to go. But what about because uh, they've had always some good matches between them? Adding in uh, Sheamus.
0: Mm. my only problem with that is that you've done nothing with Sheamus over the last few months, and then he just gets thrown in here. It would it would feel awkward
3: to me. Yeah, yeah. but I I, I mean, well you would just be throwing Randy Orton in there, too, even though there's that history. Could, could this also be where Styles
2: returns, and that sets up to Styles? It world could, it could be Styles.
0: I, I didn't even think about oh, yeah, I didn't I think style. Styles. Yeah, I'd be that, fine that's with a show one too. Because they, Solo was the one that took a, but if the, if none of the bloodlines in the match, Styles coming back makes no sense because his, his issues are with the bloodline, not. Judge. But hadn't he had issues with Judgment Day in the past? Yes, he, he no him and him and Judgment Day haven't crossed paths. Oh no! Yeah, they yes, it
3: Because Ben tried to get year. him to join.
0: Oh God! The OC Judgment Day's been going on for a year and a half. Holy crap! Um, yeah, no, styles could make sense as well. There's a lot of options that you could go for Team Cody. I think it's Drew for Judgment Day. I think that's just sense so though because they've been teasing it so much. I think that's where it's happening. However, I will say I'm a hundred percent convinced. I know we've said this over the last like five pay per views. My thinking is Team Cody wins, they all are about to leave the cage. Seth is the last one. He's about to leave. Judgment Day slams the door, lock everybody else out. Priest cashes in to kind of rebound from losing the War Games match.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That you end with. That's the See, that's the only reason. When they announced that Seth was going to be in it, I was like, what? He's not defending the title? And then I was like, oh, this, this is right where that cash-in has to happen.
1: Oh, we, we've been
2: waiting on the cash in two for a bit. We've
0: all we haven't, and they, it and should them, have happened at payback, right? But here's the thing that's the only reason why I see why you have Seth in there because yes, Seth has been feuding with Judgment Day, but he feuded with Nakamura for so long. Then he feuded randomly with um Drew. Drew. It's like Seth yeah, hasn't I'm been kind in surprised this. they didn't just run that back, yeah. So to me that's the only way the only the only explanation as to why Seth Rollins is in this match is that he's going to get cashed in on. Like mm. either after the match or hell maybe they maybe he cashes in during the match and he makes war games for the World Heavyweight Championship. Maybe? Oh boy. I don't know. We'll see what happens cuz we got Survivor Series in two weeks, 2 weeks from 2 weeks from tomorrow. And moving on to our last talk of the show a Hold week on.
1: Hold on. What about the women's war games? Are we having one?
0: I don't think we're having one. We're only two weeks out. You you'd have to do a lot of shelf unless it gets announced tonight, but you'd have to do a lot of like finangling to get a war games. Stay
1: tuned. Down. Let's put it that way. Stay tuned. We'll we'll give an I answer. Mean, well, now.
3: earlier on SmackDown, they did have uh, Bianca come out with Charlotte and Asuka. Right. So maybe I know they're having a six man tag tonight. But then again... Who do you add to each side? Yeah, who do you add? Because you, even though there's... You'd have to have somebody take place of... Um, uh, Coda. Yeah, Coda.
1: Well, also, you gotta and think, like, you can add Delina in it, and I hate to say b because, you know... She's huh. not there anymore. She's there. No, she's
3: there. b
1: there? She's yeah, she there. might
3: be a new member of... Um,
1: Bobby Lashley's team. Bobby
3: Lashley's group. Uh, But then again, what's his name? Adrian Adonis or Ashanti Adonis? Um, Walked away with her tonight.
0: Maybe this is how you get Jade in? Maybe this is Jade's debut? Jade debuts in in War Games? I mean, hell, what? I mean, I think it's either you uh, if you want to make an impact of Jade's debut, you either have a debut in a women's War Games match or she debuts at the Rumble.
3: I'm thinking the Rumble, to be honest with you. Probably the Rumble, but
0: if they want to do it at War Games, like maybe it's um, because I'm sure she, she's probably going to be a heel, I would imagine, without she being presented. So maybe if it's, you know, yeah, she's on team damage control. I don't know. We'll have to see because I, I'm very up in the air with a women's War Games match because you only have two weeks left after tonight. And I don't know where anything can happen,
1: Noah.
0: It's true, but you'd have to do a lot of like. A lot of finagling to get that assembled. But well you
2: right. can also well, yes. go with Piper and Chelsea on team damage control and whoever their number one contenders are. On you could do side. something like that. Who mm-hmm. knows?
1: Or you all could right. do Jade on team Bianca. However, the baby face first.
2: And then she turns. Mm-hmm. she
1: turns.
2: Maybe we could all right. A we'll lot see. of star power on one team.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see what happens in two weeks from tomorrow, but one week from tomorrow, we have the AEW big show of the fall as we have AEW full gear. Now, of course, we'll do our predictions next week right before the show, but I want to talk about the biggest kind of storyline that's running through um, this, uh, this summer. Now, of course, we had kind of the MJF, Adam Cole bromance thing going on. But then, of course, unfortunately, Adam Cole got injured and it's reported that he's going to be out for close to eight, nine months as he recovers from ankle surgery. But a new little wrinkle has been added or a big wrinkle has been added recently.
1: You mean it's been scissored in?
0: (laughs) No, I don't. I hate. No, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Uh, An ankle's been brought in. These group of masked men have been attacking all of MJF's friends from the acclaimed to uh, Billy Gunn to a lot of other people. They've been attacking them viciously and their supposed leader is, of course, a is a hooded figure wearing the devil mask that MJF wore for the longest time. He, of course, called himself the devil. And so now the devil is almost symbolically haunting MJF, and of course he has a world title match against Jay White coming up at Full Gear on November 18th. So, Ali, I'll just I'll just throw this to you. Um, there's been a lot of rumors on who this person could be and what his mask army is or her mask army is. Uh, I just want an answer. Who do you, who are you going with right now? Who is the man behind the devil mask?
1: I can't give you an answer right now, like because I don't know. It's an interesting who, thing, and I who's your like, guess? Honestly, I think it would be like a debut of somebody. A debut,
0: interesting. Ooh, I wonder who would be debuting that they could, they could throw that on. the The, the reason I say that I say it can't be a debut,ing guys, only because the devil is such a symbolic thing towards MJF. Mike, it has to be someone from MJF's past, right?
2: Yeah, I think there's two options. Option A, it's Wardlow. Mm. Remember there was the confrontation a couple of weeks ago without the mask between the two. But still, I I wouldn't be shocked if it's Wardlow. The other one, I know you said he's out.
0: It could be Adam Cole. Could be Adam Cole. Really could be Adam Cole. Um, that it would be... makes
2: way too much sense
0: Yeah, it really does It makes a lot remember,
2: of sense Who was Adam Cole's guy before MJF? He was tight with Jay White When Jay White first Was coming over from New Japan So, so
1: if I were to ask this You don't think we're going to have A UE reunion Where is
2: O'Reilly? Ryan? Hurt. He had, like, a neck issue or something. Oh, okay.
1: So did Roddy. Well, Roddy has an, a new promotion.
2: Well, well Roddy's over and there just like, you. Adam!
1: Adam!
2: Did you see that, Adam?
1: <laughs> did you see that, Adam? Did you
0: see it? Like, he's <laughs> a crying child. It's phenomenal. <laughs> um Jeff, who do you think this mass devil is?
3: I think it's going to be the man who will dethrone MJF, and become the new AEW world champion. He's also the newest signee to AEW. I'll give you one word.
1: Woo!
3: Oh, dear God. Rick Flair.
1: No, I can't be Rick Flair.
3: God.
0: If this devil is Rick Flair, I will quit AEW. He was
3: the scorpion at one point. Oh, God. No, I That would. No, I, I don't know how people would uh, deal with that. No, I don't, I
1: don't think that's realistic, yet. This
3: I, They actually have me intrigued because I'm really racking my brain trying to figure out. I don't think it's Warlow because he's already made his intentions to MJF that he's going to bring down everything he cares about. So by taking out um, Jay White, that serves no purpose. Uh, the only no, outsider but... that could come in, besides maybe it's CM Punk, maybe it's a great swerve by um, by Adam Cole. If it was somebody new, I mean, size wise, maybe it's because uh, I mean he didn't look like the biggest guy in the world. Maybe it's uh, Dolph Ziggler. Hmm. I don't he know why it would way. be him. Uh, I I mean I I I'm not I don't know if I'd be a fan of somebody debuting under a mask like that. I remember when they did that with Diamond Dallas Page in the WWE when he was the stalker and I absolutely hated it. Yeah. I'd more prefer somebody who's been out a while and there's a reason for him to take revenge. Um so I'm really at a loss of who it really, really could be. I, I think Maybe Adam Cole makes... No, I don't... Yeah, Adam Cole really doesn't make sense. Because he didn't attack MJF. And um, I... I think if he were to have attacked... Uh, Jay White, he would have revealed... I don't know why he would have heard himself going to... Save him from Jay White and then attack him under a mask.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I'm just hoping... It's Tony Khan, and he has another big announcement. That's what's going to happen. That like in Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, it's the old man down by the river. I,
0: I like you know. I will say I love this for AEW because this is a very interesting – Because like I said, we just went and we had probably five or four, five or six different names that it all could be. In. It all makes sense. If you want the yeah. ultimate swerve, it could be CM Punk. I mean, I think that. I'd have to hold my hands up and be like, that would be a freaking amazing swerve if they yeah. somehow fired CM Punk, but then also all, all of a sudden he wasn't fired. And so now he's mm. back. That would be crazy. And I mean, MJF debuted that against CM Punk uh, at All Out 2021 or two. He debuted there because that's when he won the ladder match and then got the shot against Punk before Punk got suspended and all of that. Um, So I think he makes some sense. Adam Cole, obviously, to me, makes the most sense. But someone who I think is tied to Adam Cole, who I think makes a lot of sense, too. What about Britt Baker? Oh. You could go that route. And she kind of is like maybe like she saw what – mjs relationship with, with adam cole was doing to him making him soft and all this and she was like no i i won't have this you like that's how adam like maybe that's how adam cole turns is because Britt baker's the one that's like destroying everything and saying no this is not the adam cole that i you know i fell in love with and i'm mayor or whoever whatever <laughs> you need to take what's yours and that's how he officially goes after MJF for the world title
2: and then you align him with Roderick, the kingdom,
0: and, and Britt. Yeah. I think that makes a ton of sense as well. Um, just one Spart- thing. Just don't. I I hope it's not punk.
2: Also, don't make it someone random like Jack Perry. Oh,
3: uh, imagine, no.
2: imagine it was just Jungle Boy underneath the mask. No, that was on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter the other night when, it, when the mask man appeared. And I was like. No, don't do this to me.
0: This is an interesting one. I don't know if this would work or not, but what about Ricky? Ricky, Ricky Starks.
3: Starks.
0: What about Ricky Starks?
2: Why would you cover up that beautiful mug with a mask, though? Yeah.
0: Because the only thing I the only thing I could make a connection to is that it's someone from MJF's past. And his first title defense was against Ricky Starks. They had, of course, the big promo mm. battle. And then, you know, Ricky always said, like, I'll be i always Kind of like an, I'll always be here, like waiting for my moment. Maybe this is him taking his moment. It unfortunately wouldn't be a big surprise as to who it would be if it was Ricky Starks, but it makes storyline sense. True. That is the funny but thing. I that-
1: thought with Ricky Starks, though, like wouldn't he be leaving WWE? Not, like, I mean, going to WWE soon with Cody? Well,
0: I mean, always, all we heard was WWE's very interested. We don't know if Ricky Starks is going to go. We don't know.
1: It's gonna
0: be Sammy Guevara. Guevara, maybe we haven't seen him for a while. That'd be be a little underwhelming, though, for me. That would be uh, it's MJF's mom. Well, that's something I thought about. Could it? Could they like weirdly word this and say it was MJF the whole time, and like he's like he's He's fighting his
2: own demons.
0: Yeah, he's like he could, he basically could bring it up of the way all these people were making me soft the whole time. So I decided to solve the problem myself. And I was the devil that (sighs) like the, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was make you think he wasn't there. Yeah. And so it could end up being him. And you kind of like re you kind of like re you kind of like go back on this face turn. Basically saying like this whole thing was a joke. I never, I never wanted to fight for you folks. Like, you all were stupid. Like it was making me weak. I had to go back to my roots or something. I think that's a, there's a way you could work that. It'd be pretty complicated. And if anybody could make it work, it'd probably be MJF in wording it of how it would work and how it would make sense of like, he was the devil all this time. Yada, 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 yada. If they attack different people, maybe it makes make sense. But anyway, but I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping we're getting the reveal of who this is. After his title match against Jay White, I hope it doesn't go on for much longer because it's been going on for a while now. It's been going on since like early October. And so we're we're a month in now. So it's like, okay, let's do it for a couple more weeks. And then I think we need a reveal of who this is and who is uh, going after MJF. But, all right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Face Turn Army Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network, of course. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com, for great blogs, blogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. And for Jeff, Jeff Knapp, Allison Wiener, and Mike the Pun Master Rifkin, I'm Noah Trombley. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.